0: Welcome to the five degrees to your future podcast, shift your course, transform your life, do more of what you love with Dr. Kathy Hunter. Hello everyone. This is Dr. Kathy Hunter with the five degrees to your future podcast. This is a very special evening for me, morning for her And I, being in California, and by the power of wonderful technology, am talking to my new friend here, Alex McRobbs, in Abu Dhabi, where I have my pajamas on and she's just getting up. So I want everyone to welcome Alex. I will let her do a lot of the talking because she has an incredible journey, and I'm so excited she's going to share it with you. But she is an international coach and yoga teacher. She has started the mindful practice, mindfullifepractice.com and Sober Yoga Girl podcast. So that's a lot. So, Alex, without further ado, um, go ahead. Let's hear about you and let's hear about how the heck you got to Abu Dhabi.
1: Awesome. Thank you so much for having me, Kathy. Um, yeah, we were just chatting before about. It's so hard for me to do these early mornings now. Um, I So I used to work full-time as a teacher and that is what brought me here. And when I was a teacher, I used to get up at like uh, really early mornings, like six in the morning to get to work. <laughs> and so this for me at 7.30 feels like an early morning now, now that I'm my entrepreneur my and my own boss. Nice. Um, <laughs> but I moved over here to be a teacher back in 2015. So when I was graduating school in Canada, it was pretty competitive um, to get a teaching job. Most teachers had to stay for a long time on the substitute teaching list or work in very rural parts of Canada. And so our teachers were encouraging us to go abroad and they had a lot of international principals come in. And the amazing thing about these international school jobs is that you come overseas and they set you up with an apartment. So you don't have to pay your rent and, um, you get all the holidays, right. You get Christmas, you get the national holidays of the country you're in and and you get flights. And so for me as a young person, it was amazing because I got to see the world in my early twenties, you know, go to Egypt, Lebanon, like it was just incredible.
0: How neat. So now you are settled in Abu Dhabi. How long have you been there?
1: Yeah. So, well, I actually moved to Kuwait first, which is really interesting. Um, So I moved to Kuwait in 2015 and then shortly after moved to Abu Dhabi and now it's been seven years total in the Middle East, which blows my mind every time I say that. I'm just like, how did this happen? (laughs) Right. Time does fly. Yes. Yes.
0: And you have recently quit teaching. Is that correct?
1: Yes. This is my first year in 29 years that I am not going back to school all of my colleagues are going back on Sunday and I'm not, which is really exciting.
0: Wow. That, that, that has to be a huge step. So it is. you, you quit teaching to transfer yourself into entrepreneurial life. So let's talk about that. So how yeah. is your day different <laughs> besides getting up? <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. So. Um, kind of the story of how I ended up doing this work. I was um, doing my teaching thing, but I wasn't that happy. I loved everything about teaching except for, I mean, I, I loved it. It was a good job, but I knew that my passion was elsewhere and I knew my purpose was elsewhere. And I started teaching yoga at a very young age before I even became a school teacher. So I became a yoga teacher when I was 22 wow. and I have been teaching yoga part-time on the side for the past, I guess, six years that I, well, seven years, cause I was teaching for six years. And then even before I was a teacher in Canada and so all around the world, like when I was in Canada, I taught yoga and then I was in Kuwait, I taught yoga, Abu Dhabi taught yoga. And it was always my thing that came with me. And that was what I always wanted to do. But I felt like I wasn't capable and I felt like the yoga world was too competitive. And I felt like no one would want to do yoga with me because there's so many great yoga teachers. Sure. And so I did my school teaching thing and was wishing I could be a yoga teacher, really really low really depressed really into the party girl scene here you know they have the brunches where you start drinking at noon on a friday and it's all you can drink and the ladies nights and so this is kind of the road i was going down and then 2019 when i got sober i had an assistant teacher who was always saying to me you know you should see my psychic you should see my psychic he's amazing and i was like i don't really believe in psychics i don't believe in that stuff And finally I said to her, okay, I'm going to go. Can you give me this guy's address? And he was in Dubai, which is about an hour and a half drive. Wow. So I drove down there, walked in. He said, you know, close your eyes, count down to 21, open them up. And he said, you know, you were never meant to be a teacher. You're supposed to be a healer. Amazing. And yeah. And so he just told me everything that it was everything that I already dreamed about myself, you know, starting a retreat center, going into yoga full time. It was all these things I dreamed of, but I just didn't think that I was capable of.
0: Sure. Sure. That's a big step. I mean, that's huge. So after you heard all that information, you already knew what was
1: your next steps? This was like the biggest shift for me because it went from me just sitting and like wishing and dreaming about these things to like actually putting them into action. So I went to my life coaching. I did my life coaching course. I did my, um, bar certification. I did my spin instructor certification. I did a yoga teacher training. I did these all in my first hundred days, sober, which really <laughs> <You're busy. laughs> like, yeah, sober can become a superpower. And I think once you figure out your whys and, and what's really motivating you and why you're doing this and for everyone, it's different. Like for myself, it was this huge business drive, but for some people it might be like, You know, I'm a parent and I want to be more more present with my kids. And when you like tap into that reason, that's keeping you sober, it just keeps you going. I think
0: that's, that's a great point. If I may interject here, that's a great point for anybody trying to reach any goal. Mm -hmm. It's, you know, and I'm sure you've read about this. Willpower can only take you so far. There's has Mm -hmm. to be a deeper meaning And you found it. That was your superpower. You found this meaning to heal and to go in this direction that took you way above. Like "Eh, I'm just not going to drink, you know. (laughs) And it's interesting, you know, myself not drinking alcohol now 400 whatever days. um, I too have tapped into that, so I definitely resonate with you. Uh, One, you have a hell of a lot more time, but but two, your mind starts to think in a different way and. I believe the things that maybe in the back of your mind you thought were impossible now are starting to come out. No, they're actually doable. I can actually do these things. So that's that's just incredible. So you have quit teaching. You are not doing that. And now you are totally in immersed in your entrepreneurial world. So let's talk more about that, your day to day stuff.
1: Yeah, so what I started out with when I started the the company way back, it's been, I guess, almost 18, 19 months ago. Um, Originally, it was just an online yoga. Well, okay, way back before that, I had finished my coaching course. So in December of 2019, I was literally just doing a little bit of life coaching. I think I had two clients. And so I opened a business license in Canada and that was it. And it wasn't going that well. And um, then a few months later, the pandemic hit and when the pandemic hit, I ended up losing my, my current yoga teaching gig at the gym. And, and that's a whole long story of why that happened, but the <laughs> pandemic happened, wasn't, I didn't have a yoga teaching job. I was familiar with the zoom technology because it was how I had done my life coaching courses and zoom had just unlocked here in the UAE. Um, and I was like, okay, let's try zoom yoga. And it went so well. Um, People love it because, you know, you don't have to commute. You can be in your home. Um, If you're someone, I mean, there's some people that are always going to prefer the traditional studio, but it really landed well with my community because it's like, you know, if you're busy, if you're an expat, you're a teacher, maybe you're a parent, you don't necessarily have all the time to drive around. But if you can like have this live studio experience in your home without going anywhere, it's pretty amazing.
0: And it's literally being a personal yoga instructor to everyone through Zoom, mm-hmm. <laughs> right? I mean, you're right. Talk about filling a, a niche. You know, you just slid yeah. right in there. Yeah, that's fantastic. Yeah. So, how has your growth been uh, since you went full time away from teaching?
1: Yeah, so it's been a long road to get there. And the, the business have, has evolved so much over time. So, initially, it was literally just a yoga community um, you know, drop in on demand. Um, we recorded everything we did. I had some other teachers working for me, had like a membership system. So that was that. And then we really turned into a sober community shortly after. So I hit my one year. So we started the yoga community in March. I hit my one year, no, uh, no beer in April. And then by May I started running group sober yoga courses. And that was prompted by, um, I did one yoga session on zoom for one year, no beer. And it was the first time I had ever been in a room full of other sober people. And it was just so powerful to be, you know, just chatting about where we were on our journeys. And we were from kind of all over. Most people were from Europe in the room. I think I was the only one in the middle East, but it was just amazing. And so I thought, you know, we really need to, this is a thing. And so I started the sober yoga stuff and, and that has evolved too over time, but basically what it's hit now, it started as sober girls yoga. We had group meetings. Now it's mostly um, we have a 15 minute check-in followed by a group shared yoga practice. And it's great because it gives people this opportunity to just be in a space with people who get it.
0: Sure. Yeah. And that's, that's difficult (laughs) at times. Yeah. I know, uh, I believe still some of my friends, even after all this time are scratching their heads going, I just don't get it. And as you know, you don't have to get it. <laughs> you know, I'm still me, exactly. but you don't have to get it. Yeah. Yeah. That's, exactly. I mean that is fantastic. So I I see your cat walking around there. Um <laughs> my dog is under my desk, so that's why I'm commenting on that. No, they're they're the best. So the mindful life practice, what does that embody?
1: Yeah. And so we still have at the base of us this, this on-demand live Zoom yoga community, and we have yoga teachers from all over the world running classes every day, wow. and so that is kind of our kind of base, and then we also have the Sober Curious classes. Um, I also offer a Sober Curious Yoga school, which is an eight-week program specifically for people quitting drinking, and that involves group coaching, wow. and then- uh, group coaching, daily yoga journals, workbooks, all of that, and then on top of that, I've also trained yoga teachers to facilitate sober curious yoga programs. Yeah. So that's an additional, that's a course that I designed, and then I work one-on-one with people as well in sobriety. Um, so I do one-on-one sober coaching. What else do we have? Oh, I do two hundred hour yoga teacher trainings. So I I teach yoga teachers to become yoga teachers. Oh and goodness. many of them are graduating. Um, so I've run two programs so far and many of them are graduating at the end of this month. And then they're going to be coming on and teaching for my platform, which is amazing. And so it's just become something so much bigger than I ever imagined.
0: And all because you started, <laughs> right? Yeah, <laughs> that is great. And in my podcast, we talk a lot about small shifts that alter the course of your life. It doesn't necessarily have to be, you know, a 180 flip. It can be five degrees, hence my podcast name, but over time and also consistency, that's where you really start to change your life, go after goals, do all these things. And everything you're describing to us, it definitely sounds like that. Um, Especially your whole school and everything you're doing with that. And, and just in particularly the sober aspect, you know, I was very fortunate. It was not difficult for me. I I don't understand why it wasn't, but um, I have a very interesting brain. (laughs) I can turn things off and I don't eat meat. I eat fish and dairy, but I don't eat meat. So if somebody eats a burger in front of me or something like that, I don't want it, but it doesn't really bother me. And the weird thing about stopping alcohol within about two weeks, I started to feel that way about alcohol. And that was weird. That was really weird. And it just stuck. And that for me was beyond the willpower. It was something switched, something changed. And of course, I'm Mm -hmm. sure you can understand getting information, learning more definitely fuels that deeper kind of reason why you're not, but for other people, it's not that easy. And for other people, it really is a struggle. Um, You may uh, agree with the whole one year, no beer um, Facebook group. It is very interesting to see people post, Um, you know, the, the, the triumphs are wonderful. The struggles are wonderful too, because it's a great uh, place for people to come for support, but there are struggles. So how amazing that you put this together because you're doing it, you're excelling, you are transcending alcohol, if you will, but people need help. And you seem extremely approachable and able to do that. So if you want to talk a little bit about that.
1: Yeah, Um, I definitely think the one of the hardest things is kind of what you what we mentioned earlier is like people not getting it in your life, right? And we come from this culture where Drinking is normal and it's very abnormal to not drink. And I think that is the reason why people need so much help is because they don't have that. They don't have support for it in their, in their everyday life, right? Their family or their friends, um, might not understand. Right. And the one year, no beer thing was amazing for me because it put me in touch with all these people that understood but there was something missing for me as well. And, um, in what was missing was really the lack of live interaction. And also, you know, they were suggesting that we do a physical challenge. And I kind of interpreted this as like, I had to run a marathon, which like, I'm not a runner and everyone was there running marathons. And so I signed up for a 10 K and, I remember it got to my 100 days and I was like, okay, my, one of my yoga teachers invited me to be an assistant on his workshop weekend. Like it was amazing. This person that I had idolized for like 10 years. And I said to him, I can't, cause I have to go back and do this 10 K. <laughs> <laughs> and it was so funny because in hindsight, I look at that and I'm like, wow, I became a life coach. I became a bar instructor. I became a spin instructor. I did this yoga training. Like I did so many things that could have been my challenge sure. and not, you know, 10K. this 10 K. And so <laughs> that was the big thing for me was like, I think it was like a, a spiritual journey and a yoga journey that really just right. needed to be woven yeah. in. And sure. so one year no beer was amazing. And I'm a huge advocate for like, you know, find the program that works for you. Um, but the reason why I created what I did was because there was just nothing out there for exactly what I was needing. And um, how, how amazing. Was, yeah. Yeah. And so that's just like the yoga community, the circles, the spirituality, the meditation, all of that combined with the sober journey.
0: Well, it sounds like, I know we're just scratching the surface, but it sounds like you have a whole thing going on, which is beyond impressive. Like I have told you, I follow you on Facebook, but that's just like a little bit but talking yeah. to you now, I'm even more impressed. So that's that's just wonderful. Congratulations! How cool! <laughs> and you're young. <laughs> you, you've really figured it out. <laughs> Took me a little oh, bit longer. Thank you. Um, so, <laughs> what would you say to our listeners about you know any type of goal they're going for, or a big thing that I talk about is, and you touched on it, engineering your life the way you want it versus having life happen to yourself, and we all kind of fall in that you know, life happens. You just kind of go along with emotions, but that's not really living at least in my book. And it doesn't seem in your Mm -hmm. book either. So what are some thoughts, suggestions for our listeners for going after what they want to do from your
1: perspective? I think the biggest thing is to, well, there's so many elements of it, but believing in yourself, believing in your potential that shifted everything for me cuz i had this dream for years and years but it was until i believed in myself that anything began to happen. Wow. And i think your mindset and your thinking like we don't understand how much our thoughts shape our reality and shape our actions but our thoughts make a whole narrative and a whole story about what's going on and if right. we are in a headspace of feeling down, feeling low, not believing in ourselves, putting ourselves down. That is going to translate into our, our daily lives. So I think believing in yourself is massively important. And first and Um, foremost. Yeah. mm -hmm. And then finding like-minded people that had been, that was huge for me and stepping away from people that were they're wonderful people, but they, we were just on, on the same planes and the same direction and totally. surrounding yourself with people that are moving forward and moving upwards on this journey. And so finding your community, whatever that is, and then also seeking mentors along the way, you know, like I got really into, so in my last year I was writing a memoir, I had a book editor, I had my business coach And I just was really, really focused on drawing in these people that are going to, you know, support me to achieve those goals. And so I think looking around and and drawing people in and before I got sober, I used to think, you know, all of those things are too expensive. I can't afford, you know, a book editor. I can't afford a coach. But the thing is, like, once you stop drinking and you stop investing so much money into the partying. You have the money to invest in these resources and investing in yourself is the key.
0: How fantastic. You just hit three ginormous points. And and I really hope our listeners take those away because that's really the foundation. Now, the magic here is you still have to do the work, but if you don't have the things you set in place, either you're never going to get there or it's going to be a hell of an upwards journey. So, and it sounds Mm -hmm. like talk about community. Not only did you go out and seek your own community, you made your own community (laughs) with what you're doing. I mean, that's, that's fantastic, right? If you, if you can't find a boat, make one, right? Yeah. No, that's wonderful. Well, anything else for our listeners, anything you want to give encouragement, last words to them?
1: I think. Believing in your potential is really the thing, and that actually, I was on a podcast where someone asked me, you know, what was your tagline? It was called Your Tagline Here, and I had to think about, you know, a tagline for my life. And I think believing in your potential is it because believing really changes everything. Sure. And um, I really hope that that is something that anyone listening takes away is that when you make that small shift, that is going to allow you to start to to move forward into your dreams.
0: That is. Absolutely fantastic. I, I absolutely love it. Well, okay, plug away. Let's let's hear some plugs from you. What should my listeners get on to?
1: Yeah, so if you find me at the mindfullifepractice.com, this is where you can find all of my programs. And we're actually starting a new set of programs right at the start of September, our back to school season. So We have our new sober curious yoga school, new yoga teacher trainings, um, all the new group classes. So definitely check that out. Um, I'm a huge Instagrammer slash TikToker. So, I mean, I'm on Facebook too, but on all the social medias, I'm Alex McGrobs. So I can be found there. Um, and also my podcast is sober yoga girl podcast. So I'll share all those links with you, Kathy.
0: Fantastic. Thank you so much, Alex. It's been beyond a pleasure to talk to you. I don't care. You're very far away. (laughs) You seem like you're right here. And I'm very proud of you and continue doing the great work and continue believing in yourself. Right.
1: Oh, thank you, Kathy. It was so wonderful to talk to you. Yeah. And thank you you for um, for having me.
0: You're welcome. And thanks for doing the time difference here because we have 12 hours between us. So thank you, Alex. I hope to talk to you again. And uh, until then, everyone take care. Thank you so much for listening to the 5 Degrees to Your Future podcast. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast so you never miss a future episode. And please leave a rating for the podcast as well. You can follow Dr. Kathy Hunter on Instagram at Kathy Hunter Glover. And until next time, enjoy the journey.